Hello and welcome to Season 3 of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman, and the song you just heard is Sleeping on the Blacktop by Coulter Wall. And it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Madeline Parson. So Madeline is from Clinton, Iowa, and graduated from Comanche High School, where she was All-State in three sports in high school, volleyball, basketball, and softball. She chose to attend Coe College, and competes in both volleyball and softball. Madeline has excelled at both sports, helping both programs reach the postseason. She earned league MVP honors in volleyball, and the softball team finished third at the Division III National Championships last spring. Needless to say, Madeline is one of the best athletes in the state of Iowa. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy Madeline Parson. Looking back, um, I found out you're really good at three sports. I Yeah, I mean, there's been a few days where I, you know, I'm like, damn, like, should I actually, like, I kind of want to play basketball again, but I didn't start liking basketball or, like, really thought I was good at it until I think my, my senior year, and I had a coach who was also he played basketball in college and he was a state trooper so his coaching style was like a little different but like I feel like with girls basketball there's like a stigma you know like it's just not that good or whatever but like he just took so much time and like teaching us like he made me like he taught me how to understand basketball the way I understand like volleyball and softball like he teaches you the IQ he's you know instead of skill wise I don't think I really had that much skill I would say like he just taught me like why you do this how you do this how to prevent this and so yeah I mean I think if he would have been my coach when I was like a freshman I probably would have thought more seriously about it but I never did until he got there and he's like hey I sent your name out to like all these basketball coaches and I was like (laughs) I am basketball but yeah so So it it did cross your mind a little bit because that was one of my questions. You know, you were all state in basketball and volleyball and softball. And that's that's pretty rare, you know. Um, So I was like, did you even think did you even think that maybe you could do all three? Not really, because, you know, I didn't even think about playing college sports really until like my junior year when my brother went to play basketball at UD. And, um, you know, he was a freak athlete. Like people say like, oh, like, like I'm a good athlete or whatever, but my older brother was the best at everything he touched, just insane. And I think that's kind of what drove me. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be better than you watch this. But um, no, so, and then my mom and my dad went with me on my first visit for softball because um they had reached out and then she was like oh like she also wants to talk to the volleyball coach and I was like I do (laughs) so like I never really thought about it but my mom like she was the one that for real was like you can do both sports you're gonna do both sports and at first I was like this is my life like (laughs) I like leave me but like no she was right and I'm very glad that she saw that potential in me because obviously it's been a amazing experience especially here at co so but she didn't really want me to play basketball she was like "Mm, you're you're better at the other two and I was like uh probably right but no there's some times that like it's crossed my mind for a little bit and like again my older brother he still comes up to co sometimes and we go and play basketball 
mm-hmm. like the coaches, the assistant coach, he's always, Hey, whenever you're ready. And I'm like, okay, not now. It's been four years. Not, not now. You're not going to help you guys. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Would you consider yourself like a high IQ? Is that where your strength is? You know, you talk about your basketball coach um, sort of pushing that or, or challenging you in that aspect. Is that where your strength is? Um, I would say like probably like a little selfishly, but I f- like not only like strategy of the game, like IQ wise, but like learning skills too. I feel like when someone like, I've always been, I was told like, you know, like when you tell her to do something, she does it. And it's like, that stuff just kind of clicks for me. Like when they say like, Hey, like don't drop your elbow, keep it high. And I'm like, Oh, makes sense. Where some people are like, I don't get that, which there are still times when I have that, but I feel like just skill wise too, um, having the IQ of like why you do things and like this helps because of this, but yeah. And then I feel like also transferring that IQ into like high pressure situations probably is what helps me the most or what my strength is. How do you stay calm in high pressure situations? You know, like in softball, um, I believe you had a big hit in one of the regional games to get to the World Series, if I'm not mistaken. You know, like, or you scored the the, the winning run or the, you know, the yeah words but yeah I don't know I don't I mean I can't really think of like what I was actually thinking but I feel like that's part of it is like I don't think I just do Mm -hmm. but like obviously it doesn't always work but I don't know it's just when you visualize yourself in those situations like all the time then when it comes to that time I feel like you're just prepared and you're just so easy going and you're like this is like what I've trained for like this is what I've been working for the whole time so granted it doesn't always work out the way you want it to but I feel like just having I feel like part of that's like a mentality yeah so yeah were your parents athletes you know you kind of talked about your brother what about your parents um my mom played softball at Viterbo for five years which I think is d2 but I'm not sure but how much I believe, I don't know. Oh, I see her throw now, and I'm a little, I question <laughs> it, but no. And then I think my dad was pretty decent at like football and wrestling, but they both, I think what I got from both of them is like they both went to small schools, mm-hmm. and like so did all of us kids. And so, like, it's kind of like, matter of, it's like expected to like play all sports so I feel like that's kind of where I get that from mm-hmm. did you just grow up playing all the sports same with like your brother oh yeah all of us we all played everything and then like there's a little bit of soccer but not much but yeah they never my parents I don't think they ever had any thought of us specializing in a mm-hmm. sport like never once, I don't think. Like they even wanted my brother to play baseball in college too, along with basketball. And like my sister, well, my older sister, she kind of she was good at softball, but like they still like I don't think there was never any mention or any thought of like you're gonna play one sport and that's it, or like you're really good here, so maybe you should just do this. But 
they encouraged it because I actually tried to quit basketball. My parents were like, no, <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah. Did So yeah. Did you ever think about just specializing in a sport? Um, no, no, Mm-mm. uh, yeah, no, there is no thought of that especially in high school because again like that small school mentality it's like and it was just never I don't know I feel like when I was in high school it wasn't like that much of a thing really it was like kind of everyone played everywhere and it was rare for someone to only play one sport Mm -hmm. but because like we had girls in high school who were playing four to five sports like I played three but there was girls who did track and tennis along with those other three which I thought was I was like, ah, I'm I'm good with my three. Oh, so you didn't you didn't do a spring sport then? That was kind of was that like your break maybe? Mm-hmm. So usually spring there's a little bit of travel volleyball and travel softball, but no, I was gonna do track, but the, I'm not fast. I was just gonna do it for the social aspect, but I was like, but then my mom's like well, you're going to miss track for softball because she was my travel softball coach. And I was like, well, I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> the school also wanted me to try high jump and long jump, but they also wanted me to run. And I was like, yeah, running's not in my cards. <laughs> um, did Was there any thought about doing a different sport or, you know, incorporating anything else? Like, you know, you said you didn't run, so probably cross country was out of the question, but no. Not, mm, not really. It was basically just those three, and I barely even wanted to play basketball at that time. So, no, not really. Yeah. So, when did you start getting in? When was, well, oh, sorry, let me ask you this. What was the first sport you did? Was it, I assume, probably t ball, softball, or whatever? Mm-hmm. I did travel softball. I think I started when I was seven. And I don't know if I started volleyball. I'm like, it had to have been like fifth or sixth grade, kind of not super late, but a little bit later than other sports. Um, basketball, you start playing yeah. like basically right away, but never like a travel team, really. But yeah, so I guess probably like softball, t-ball, but like club organization for sure, softball, like organized. Did you like them right away? No, I remember crying after tryouts on the team. Like my mom ran, she still runs the softball organization today. She owns it and all that stuff. Um, I remember my dad picked me up afterwards and I was crying and I was like, I'm not like, I don't want to play softball. Like, I'm so scared of the ball. I hate it. It's so dumb. And then obviously I got over it but no I remember crying like after the first tryouts and yeah so (laughs) I think the only one that I really loved like right away and like always have is volleyball yeah and when did you start that was that um a club thing too or yeah it was like a I don't know. It had to have been somewhere between like fourth and sixth grade. I started playing volleyball and my parents coached a team of like area girls that I all knew. So I was like playing with all my friends, but yeah, I can't, I don't know what age specifically I have to ask my mom. Did you ever think about maybe just quitting one 
did that ever cross your mind where you're like, man, I don't like this anymore? I think that happened a lot with between softball and basketball. Yeah. Basketball, I never, again, like I said, I never really liked it until I was like a junior, senior in high school. Because mm-hmm. it just didn't, the information about it just didn't come as easily to me. But mm-hmm. oh, there's a lot of times actually for softball where I was like, I don't want to play anymore. I think there's like a 12U and a 14U. Because I always just like, I liked volleyball a little bit more back then. But I mean, I must have liked it enough. So. Yeah, I was gonna ask why'd you keep sticking it out then if you, you know, there was times where you were like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't know if I like this anymore. Um, probably more so like my dad. Like my mom was like, You're gonna play, which granted she should and it probably helped me, but my dad was like more of like the mental part of the game. And he was like, You're fine, like you're good at it, but also like it, you're hanging out with all your friends, like. He kind of just like always emphasized that it's bigger than just like actually playing like the sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about now? Have you thought about, you know, even to this day, maybe giving up one? I mean, you're in college. Was there ever a time where you were like, man, this is just too much? Um, You know, a lot of people ask me like, oh, like, I don't know how you do it. But realistically, I feel like. You know, again, in high school, when you're playing all these sports, it's kind of, it's not really that much different because, you know, I think over half the girls, I would say probably like 75% of the student athletes that are women at like D3 level, like they're, they grew up playing all the sports like volleyball, basketball, softball, track, tennis, and then you have like club basketball, you have club volleyball, you have travel softball and they're all happening at like the same times like you have club volleyball and basketball at the same time you have softball and volleyball at the same time and so I feel like it's a lot like especially with volleyball and softball being basically two separate semesters I feel like there's a lot more people that could do it if they wanted to because it's you know you grew up doing it and so you find you find ways and like so yeah I don't know I guess I never really thought about quitting one. I mean, granted, there's like you have bad practices or bad games, but mm-mm, I was always like, I'm a, you know, it works when I actually like put my mind to it. I make it work, and you know, the coaches are really helpful and teammates with that. So, but no, I'm never really actually fully committed to thinking about quitting. Nice, and that's that's an attribute to just your, your balance of time too, you know, not to be able to get overwhelmed. I mean, now you're on your own in college juggling academics and it's not like co, um, you know, I, I think it's one of the, you know, it can have a little more rigorous academic standards, you know? So like you must have really good time management, I guess is what I'm getting at. I did not. Really? Yeah. I'd say the first two years, but granted that was like COVID and you, know, you gotta change your study habits from like high school and like I didn't really know how to study to be honest mm-hmm. but like now like I just showed you like my calendar I have everything right now I have my classes when I work when I have hitting groups when I have practice I have people's birthdays up there like I figured out that I am very visual I mm-hmm. need to see it all out in front of me because which my mom helped me with that because I was like, I don't know what's going on. I was like, I can't keep track of anything because she was the one 
she had calendars. She's like, you're going to be here and here at this time, which means you need to leave at this time. But no, I actually didn't get like comfortable, I guess, until like junior year was okay. But last year and this year, I'm for sure like I feel a lot better and I'm like fully aware of like everything I have to do in order to succeed in all areas. Yeah. So I guess I want to back it up a little bit. You said earlier that you didn't really start considering college athletics until your junior year. You know, were were you, um, you know, how successful were you as like freshman and sophomore? Was it just you weren't successful or why, why didn't you, I guess, start thinking about it until then? Um, I feel like when I was like at that age, I wasn't like, oh, like I want to do this because I want to play in college I was more so just like I like sports so I'm going to play sports so I feel like that maybe was like a reason why I didn't really think about it and like I knew like getting into college like not getting in but like getting into college athletics I was like you have to be really good not that I didn't think I was good enough but like I don't know I guess it probably more so just didn't really cross my mind more than anything yeah did did you have bouts of of confidence that you needed to get through where I mean it sounds like you weren't really thinking that you were you know yeah I'm good I'm you know I'm at a small town Comanche is your high school and so like you know I'm probably good for my school but when did you start to realize you were actually like pretty good statewide and just in general like you were pretty dang good um, I would say probably like the end of my sophomore year, like when I played softball, because that's the summer. So not really going into until I was going into my junior year, but I think my sophomore year I had hit like we played three games and I had hit a home run in each game. And like I heard like everyone was like congratulating me and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and then like I think I had a really good sophomore year um, softball wise. And I had a few coaches who were like, you know, like kind of put it in my ear, like about college. But again, I was just like, I'm just playing to play right now. Like I wasn't like actively thinking about like college, I guess. And then junior year is when um, I started reaching out to coaches and like recruiting actually started happening, I guess. So I feel like that's kind of and then that fall for junior year, we had a really good volleyball season. So I think that's just kind of when it all started to click was transitioning towards like my junior year. Yeah. Do you think that kind of helped you that you were, I don't know if naive is, is the right word, but you know, you were focusing much on that. You were just enjoying yourself and having a good time. Do you think that maybe helped you a little bit? I think so because um, not to like knock on anybody about this, but you know, there's so many kids now that are like, striving for like a d1 scholarship they're like that's all I want anything below is just which is a great goal to have but you know I for me I was once I realized I wanted to play college I was like I just want to play on a good team like I want to go somewhere where you know the team's going to be successful um and I'm still going to have an opportunity to play but I'm still going to have to work for it like I didn't want to go somewhere and sit for four years that's just that's not what I was working for. That's not what I did all this stuff for. But, um, you know, so I kind of realized I was like, eh, I think I'm like, realistically, I was like that, like the D3 level, like 
it's, you know, it's still very competitive and I think I'd fit right in. I'm still going to be challenged super hard every day. So I feel like not thinking about it and like making it my main focus probably did help me because I feel like sometimes that can like ruin like your mentality and like your idea of sports for sure. Yeah. You know, like I've had some wrestlers on here who, who, you know, it was, it was almost a D one or bust mentality. Um, But then when they've gotten into college and they maybe wrestled D two or D three, they're like, well, these kids are tough too. These kids want it just as much as I do. You know, it doesn't matter what level you're at. Once you're in college, like everybody, if you're on the team, it's because you want to be there, you know, Mm -hmm. start to really weed out the guys and girls or women, I should say, who are just there, you know, you start to kind of see them go to the wayside. So Mm -hmm. yeah, you're still going up against some pretty high level athletes absolutely you were standing next to Caleb Reeves and he's a world team member so like yeah yeah I just I think I uh this past softball season I think our coach one of our coaches were saying how like only two percent of high school athletes like still continue some crazy low number Mm -hmm. of like how many kids actually end up playing college sports like at all levels and I think that's just pretty cool to think about because, you know, there are like, we joke like, oh, like we're D3, but like still, I think it's like, it should, like, you should be very proud if you play any athletics in college. And I still think it's like crazy that like you're doing it. Like you're there because you want to be there, not because your school needs you to play because of numbers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It starts to become, you know, you start to see the separation at the college level at all levels of, talent versus hard work you know you can get there with talent but then all of a sudden you start to see hard work surpass talent you know and man there are some tough people who do college athletics at the d3 level you know so whenever i hear that they kind of knock just because you know the d3 has a stigma that just because it's a low level you know it just kind of fires me up a little bit oh yeah Mm mm-hmm Yep. So, um, yeah, interesting. You know, talk about that last this last softball year. Um, I mean, shoot, you guys made a run all the way to the to the finals. I mean, did you feel that that was a possibility throughout the year, or were you guys just you know you sorry you women ladies just taking it a game at a time, and you just kind of ended up there? Um, you know, we've talked, we've all talked about it. And like, when we like, actually we're going to Texas, you know, our coach at the beginning, all the way back in January is like, this is the road to Texas or whatever. And like, not that we are taking that lightly by any means, but like when we actually did it, we're like, guys, but like, do you believe this? Like it's, it was actually the road to Texas. And, um, so we just thought it was crazy, but so, I mean, we knew we were pretty good. Um, but I think to that level, like we just kept winning and winning and winning and like, I didn't think it surprised us. Like there are some moments where like, where you just look at it and we were however, like 20 and three or something like, right guys, we only lost three games, but, um, yeah, I was actually out though this past season. Cause I got hit by the pitching machine on my hand <laughs> and uh 
to like what I got to watch most of the time. And I was just like, yeah, like you guys are pretty damn good. But yeah, I don't know. I think it was still crazy. I mean, I think there was always like a little bit of like, we knew we were good, but like, I feel like we also knew like you, we can always be better. And I feel like that's kind of what drives you to get that far. You got hit by the pitching machine. Oh yeah. We were, it was up a little bit too. It was maybe, we were like focusing on like hitting speed instead of hitting movement or something. And so I'm sitting there and I'm ready to go. And all of a sudden this ball is coming at my head. And I had a helmet on, but I was like, I'm not trying to get hit in the face. So I went like that. And somehow it just hits me square right here on my left hand. And, you know, I remember throwing out a few swear words and then walking yeah. down the training room and uh, I get on the bench and I'm like, wow, like that kind of hurt. But uh, we didn't know it was broken then because I think it was like two weeks later or something. We went to Minnesota to play our first games and I could like hold like I could close it pretty well and it didn't really hurt that bad but I didn't play because they were like I'd rather have you later and all that stuff so we didn't think it, I didn't think it was broken nothing so then I finally started playing it still hurt a little bit but I was like oh it's just sore but then we went down to spring break in like the second game um, I took a ground ball in warm-ups and instantly started crying I was like holy crap I was like that one hurt and I ended up just going back I I went to the outfield for the first time ever and I just played there for the rest of spring break and I just like held my finger off the bat like this and we got back on like that Sunday and then that Monday I went into the training room and I remember our trainer saying like dang like I can't I don't know why like that swelling's not going away right there and <laughs> She's like, let's go get an x-ray so that way I can see a hand specialist because you had to get an x-ray in order to be referred. Mm -hmm. I get the x-ray and then me and my trainer are sitting there and then the lady comes in. She's asking me to do a few movements and then she goes, yeah, so it's broken. And then she just turns around and me and my trainer go, what? And yeah, so they think it, the pitching machine might have fractured it and then the ground ball just knocked it right back, which is just crazy that it happened like that, but I mean, it happened, and you know, it all worked out in the end. Yeah, you 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 came back though last season, right? Just towards the tail end. Yep, I think it was like right around or a little before conference tournament, mm -hmm. I believe. But yeah, I was in a cast for six weeks. I've actually never had a full softball season ever. Really? Yeah, because freshman year we got canceled, like, mm -hmm. and then sophomore year um fall sports got pushed to the spring so I had to I, I played volleyball for the beginning and then I played softball for the back half and then junior year I sprained my ankle really bad at um spring break and I was in a boot for like a month and a half maybe and then last year I broke my hand so never made it full yet for softball <laughs> Until this year Dang mm -hmm. it. so you said the your freshman year fall sports were pushed to the spring so you were were you pulling double duty then because you said you played volleyball for the first half and softball for the second half how did mm -hmm. that work so that was I think that was sophomore year so it was like 
2020 to 21, I believe. And so for volleyball, we started in January and we only played conference games. So we only played like nine games and there was no NCAA tournament. Like you just played your, all your conference games and that was it. Mm -hmm. And, but softball, obviously they were kind of normal. They were, you only got so many conference games, but they started the same and they ran the same amount. So like that was normal, but I was like, I don't want to. So with COVID and stuff, the AD had told me that I either can only play softball or I only play volleyball and then I can play softball due to like being in contact with different teams and stuff. Cause like if I get it from the volleyball team and then I give it to the whole softball team, that's two whole teams down. Mm -hmm. And so that was like, that was a little bit hard because I had to kind of choose and, you know, some people didn't really understand why I wanted to play volleyball. Cause like there's no tournament and stuff, which I totally understand. But I was like, I don't, I can't just totally like miss out and like leave them hanging. I was like, I'll be back like for softball. Like I'll get there. I'm going to work hard to get up right back on track. And it ended up working out. Cause we actually made it to the, like the NCAA tournaments, like regionals and stuff that year for softball. So it worked out pretty well. Yeah. Is there, you know, I'm starting to think of um, you know, watching the last dance and Michael Jordan did basketball and baseball at one point, you know, he retired and he talked about getting himself into basketball shape and baseball shape. Is there, um, is it different to be in quote unquote, you know, volleyball shape versus softball shape? Maybe a little bit just because volleyball is like point, 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 where softball it's like you like you might get a ball every five at bats and like it's not like as it's not as fast paced, I guess. Like you're not going like back to back to back to back. But other than that, I guess that's probably like the only really thing I can think of. I mean, that's what I know of anyway. I just kinda show up, so <laughs> I just didn't know if like, um, you know, volleyball, you're, you're, you're really using your legs and you're jumping and you're, you're using, you're contorting your body differently, you know, when you're spiking and, and things like that versus softball where, you know, you're using your hips more, you know, and maybe your back and you're contorting your body a little differently. So I didn't know if like, there were some different workouts that, you know, contradicted each other, or, or I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, the workouts are a little different, mm -hmm. like lifting-wise and stuff, but I don't know. I feel like for me, like, part of the reason, um, like, why I can be, like, an athlete instead of just, like, a volleyball player or softball player is, like, I kind of merge them. It's, like, when you think about it, like, diving after volleyball, like, you're getting, like, you're diving to the ball. Same with, like, softball you're going to get the ball and throwing and hitting are quite similar, but yeah, I guess, I mean, not that I know of, unless someone else has something that I don't know, but I just, yeah. show, like I said. Um, so you went, you, you're from Clinton, Iowa, correct? Mm -hmm. Um, and you went to Comanche high school. Um, were there other high schools that you could have possibly went to besides Comanche or how did you end up there? So this is, this is going to take a little bit, but it's okay. 
So all of my mom and my three other siblings um, went to Northeast. My mom taught at Northeast. So I think this is like her 20, somewhere between 25 and 30 years teaching there. So we all started there. And then in fifth grade, uh, my parents got divorced and um, my mom moved right behind. At this point, well, there wasn't a Clinton middle school. It was two separate middle schools. She moved right behind there. And uh, this was when I started playing sports with like all like softball. And so like I, there's a bunch of kids from other schools who are on my team. And a lot of them were from Clinton, ironically. And so when they did that, I was like, I don't remember how it got brought up or whatever, but I actually transferred to Clinton Middle School um, for sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. And then my dad's fiance's kids actually went to Clinton too. Mm -hmm. So we were all there and I had planned on staying there. And then after, like towards the end of eighth grade, again, I don't know how it got brought up or what, but I don't think my parents wanted me to go to Clinton anymore. I think they said, if you're going to train, like, you're either going to go to Northeast or you're going to go to Comanche. And I was like, um, uh, Comanche had more kids in my grade who like played all sports and like liked sports a little bit more than they did at Northeast. So I was like, well, I don't, again, I don't know how or like why they let me do this, but I went, I went to Comanche and I started, I actually had to decide, like, like almost kind of instantly because I needed to, I couldn't go to Clinton softball practice and then go to a Comanche practice. I would have had to sit out. Mm, like 90 days or whatever. Yeah, whatever that rule was. But mm. so, yeah, I don't know. But I guess it was because I was still in eighth grade. I wasn't in high school yet. As long as I didn't go to like a Clinton practice, I wasn't going to have to do the 90 days. So I don't know. I was just like, well, let's try to go to command. So I did. And it ended up working out pretty well for me. Had a lot of good times and experiences. So, but yeah. Yeah. And that's that eighth grade year it can be tough because um, you can play high school softball and baseball. Mm -hmm. So, wow. Um any chance and when you say northeast do you mean like northeast goose lake yep okay okay so mm -hmm. was there ever a thought to like maybe like could you open and roll anywhere else or were those like your three options because i don't know how close clinton is to like you know, maybe davenport or, or those that school district so davenport's um depending on where you're at in town it's like 30 to 40 minutes away okay that was never really like an option for the most part. Um, DeWitt was 20 minutes away. Okay, yep. Clinton. Um, yeah, so there was a, it was either like you're, I don't know why they didn't want me to go to Clinton. I can't remember, but they're like, you're either going to go to Comanche Northeast. And yeah, I don't, yeah, that's all I remember. I'm going to yeah. have to ask my mom some of these questions. <laughs> You know, uh, not not that our sim situations were were similar at all, but um, you know, my junior year, um, I moved from Monona, Iowa, which is way up in the northeast part of Iowa, and I moved down to um, Monticello. And actually, my dad was working in Cascade, which is about ten minutes away, and so I actually went and visited both schools. I kind of like got a little tour of both, and was like, "Huh, which school do I want to go to?" 
so I ended up choosing Monticello but um and that worked out well but it just made me think about that and you know were you did you know anybody at Comanche like were you nervous going in you know that's that kind of is a, a stressful age and maybe a sensitive age you know mm-hmm. so like I said when I transferred to Clinton like I had I was playing with mostly like Clinton girls and mm-hmm. I was a lot closer with them because I was around them more often so that's kind of why I went there but then when I got to that age um I was kind of playing with a lot of Comanche girls and I like connected really well with them so I was actually hanging out with them more outside mm-hmm. of sports so I was like and granted, I hadn't like um, seen like my Northeast friends probably for like, or seen them as much for three years. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I still knew them and I still talked to them now and then, but I was like, I'm really close with these Comanche girls. And like, I knew a lot of people in my grade at mm-hmm. Comanche, like beyond that, I didn't really know that many people. And so I was a little nervous too, because like my brother was still in high school, mm-hmm. my older brother. And, you know, most of the questions was, were like, oh, like, are you related to Zach Parson? And I'm like, yep, that's my brother. And so there was always some, because he played basketball and Comanche was really good at basketball. Like, they were both very good at basketball. So there was always a little bit of conflict during basketball season. But, yeah, no, other than that, um, that's how I, like, started to know the older kids is because they knew my brother. Mm. But no, so that part was a little nervous, not knowing anyone else besides my grade, really. But you're also in class. Like you're not, you know, as you are in college, taking, everyone's taking all different levels. You're kind of taking the most classes. So I wouldn't, uh, I was a little nervous because like everyone, like they knew the teachers already, like, cause they had known them forever. And I was like, I didn't have that connection. And I was like, um, I'm new. <laughs> But no, it was a good, it was a pretty easy transition, especially because, you know, I played softball there before school had started. So I got to know more people and then volleyball started right away. So then I knew even more people. And so, especially through sports, I think that kind of helped ease the transition quite a bit. Yeah. You know, you talk a little bit about your brother and sometimes being asked like, oh, do you know, Zach Parson or, you know, are you related? You know, did you feel at times like a sense of, you know, that you needed to kind of come out from his shadow a little bit? Um, maybe sometimes, but it never really, like, bothered me mm-hmm. that I need to. And, like, my older sister, too, she, you know, she played at Northeast, so, like, people were asking me her. It never really bothered me. I was just, like, I in my head, I was, like, that's kind of cool, like, oh yeah, like, you know, my brother, like, yep, that's like, that's my brother. And like, that's my sister. But mm-hmm. there might've been sometimes, like, I know for my younger brother, it was a lot harder for him, but I think that's probably because they played like the exact same sports. But like, for me, as like volleyball, like my sister didn't really play volleyball and well, she did, but she was like a libero. So it was mm-hmm. a lot different. And then like basketball, like my sister didn't play basketball. So that was fine. And then like softball, I feel like that helped though too that I was at a different school. So I wasn't like chasing after her records or like having to fulfill her shoes. Mm-hmm. It's just like I kind of got to write like my own story and like on a little bit deeper level. But yeah, I guess it kind of like never really threatened me more than any, like like how some people see it. Yeah. 
um, as you got older and you started to get letters from coaches or, or phone calls or, or communications, was it always a thought that you wanted to do two sports? You kind of alluded to at the beginning that it wasn't really, you know, so how were those conversations like? Um, I don't know. Cause I never really brought it up. My mom always brought it up. And so, and like, they never really like came together. So like, I wouldn't get a letter from a softball and volleyball coach at the same, like in the same envelope. Mm-hmm. It's always like different communications but like when I would go visit obviously then they would like be together and like I'd take my turns but other than that no it's kind of like not completely separate but they were kind of a little separate but um I think one time like at the time Diane Meyer because she was the coach when I was first coming in her and Deanne both came to one of my basketball games together and I think one that was like one of the first times that it clicked like that they both came and I was like oh like they both like really care that they're gonna work together but no I don't think it was ever really like my first train of thought but it was for sure my mom's and obviously works out so shout out to her (laughs) (laughs) yeah did um when did it kind of click for you I don't know if you said it earlier but when did it click for you that like hey I, I I can do both I can do both I think like after I started going on so many visits, so like maybe halfway through junior year and like both coaches were like at all the schools I visited to were both kind of like adamant about it and like, hey, like, like they're willing to make it work. And so I was like, oh, well, that's kind of cool. But like, uh, so maybe like then when I figured out, like once I talked to all of them and they were like both coaches from that school were like, yes. Like you can do it. And I was like, oh, like, okay, like maybe I can, but yeah. Did the coaches come to you then it sounds like, or did you sort of also go to the coach and say, you know what? I think I want to do both sports. Is that something you, you know, I can do here? Um, I think for sure it was me first. I think I started reaching out to everyone. I remember my brother was making my highlight video for volleyball. And then one of my friend's moms, um, Ruby Kapler, actually, she made my highlight. Her mom made my highlight for softball. And I think uh, me and my mom, we came up with like a few lists of coaches that we for sure wanted to send it out to. So I think it started with us communicating to them. And then like as like towards my my senior year, like you could tell that it was like not so much reverse, but like you could see that they also like wanted me back, which was very nice. Yeah. Did you have any coaches um, come to you and say, you know what? no, I don't want you to do both. I want you to be committed to my sport. Um, There is a few. I never really got asked to play just volleyball. But there is a few schools where only the softball coach reached out. Um, But other than that, no, I was, I think there's been quite a few dual athletes, especially here at Co. like, one of my teammates' moms played volleyball and basketball, like, a long time ago. So I feel like at Co, it's actually been kind of like a, like, kind of um, not as unique to play more than one sport. Mm-hmm. But there was never a coach that came out to you and and said, hey, come play volleyball or a softball coach say, hey, come say, play softball. And you're like, you know, I think I also want to do the other. And they go, uh-uh, I don't want you to do the other one. 
Not that I know of. I just, I'm assuming if they did, if they like, what, because I, I think that was in like my email, like I sent to all of them, like, hey, I'm interested in playing both. So I think if one came back that said like only one, I'm pretty sure my mom just deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever think about going to UD? I mean, with your brother going there, was that, you know, obviously an option for you? Yeah, I think all of my junior year, um, I was like, I want to go to like, I, I love UD. I want to go to UD. Um, but then once my senior year started, I actually kind of tr transitioned to Warburg. It's like my first uh, half of the school year. I was like, I'm going to go to Warburg because the volleyball coach of Warburg drove all the way down to Comanche, like three hours just to sit in a conference room and talk to me. And I was like, you could have just called me. Yeah. But I don't know. Then like January I came and you know, Co was very good, like, at both sports, and, like, I could see myself on both teams while still being challenged, and I don't know, I just texted my mom and my dad one day, and I was like, hey, I think I'm going to commit to Co, and they're like, okay, so when I called them, and I was like, hey, I'm going to come to Co, so I remember the first time I visited Co, I did not like it, mm -mm. Really? yeah, it was not on my top list, but we also came in the summer, so there is no one on campus. There's nothing going on. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there was a big group of us. Actually, a lot of us that are here now, it was me, Ruby Kapler, Bree Mangelson, um, Abby Stock, she played softball, and all of us are now at Co. Mm -hmm. playing softball. So that's kind of funny <laughs> to think about, because I think all, all of us thought that, like, when we first visited Co, we were like, I'm good. No, not it, but... We all ended up coming here. So something happened. Yeah, what what did happen? You know, you, you, that first impression can sometimes be do or die. You know, you can go there and be like, nah, I have that sour taste in my mouth. I'm not going there. But all the other schools I visited, they flipped. Like, I really loved the first experience. But then as it just kept kind of going on, I was like, I just don't like, I just don't like it. Like there'd be like few like little things that I actually started to notice and like recognize. I was like, ah, like that just doesn't appeal to me. Like that's not something. But then Co just kind of like kept growing, whereas the other ones were just on a downhill side. I can't remember anything specific. I just remember texting my parents like randomly. Cause like they never asked me if I thought about it. They never brought it up to me unless I did. And then I just texted them and I was like, hey, I think I'm gonna go to Co. And they're like, okay, good choice. I was like, okay, do I call them? And they're like, yep, call both the coaches. I was like, okay. <laughs> so that was that. Did you call them and like merge them together and tell them both at the same time? Or did you, you called each one separately? I actually remember I did it during study hall. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know who I called first. I think I called Deanne first and I told her and she was really excited. And then I called Diane and she literally screamed on the phone. And I was like, <laughs> but yeah, I I should have just, I don't think Zoom was a thing back then, so I couldn't no. have had them together. Yeah. But yeah, I remember having to call each of them. So. Yeah, when you, you know, it, it's kind of fun when you get that reaction from a coach because at, at times it's like, geez, you're really this excited for me? You know, like, was that a realization to you that like, wow, they really wanted me. I must 
be something special? Like, did that give you any self gratitude or anything? It did, um, in the sense of like, you're like, oh, like, like they're that excited. Like, am I like I'm actually gonna play college athletics? Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of crazy when you think about it. Especially because like your senior year, you know, kids have decided who who like if they are gonna play or if they're not gonna play, and there wasn't that many that are actually gonna play. And I was like, dang, like that's kind of crazy. Like I thought all these kids would, but you know, like I'm, there's only so few of us. So I think that kind of just like turns a little, gives you a little like a boost, I guess, when you're like, coaches want you to play and like, you're actually going to do it. Like you're decided that you're going to do it. Yeah. And especially, you know, coming from Comanche, um, is that typically a school that has a lot of um, athletes that go on to the next level or is it a little more on the rare side? (sighs) I feel like there's, I'd say there's like usually, I don't know. I think there is usually like before I had gotten there, there was quite a few who had, but then again, when you think about it, like, I think there's only like, like I'm thinking about the people I would have expected to play college athletics and they did. So, I mean, it wasn't like super rare, I would say, but it was like, my maybe a handful every year or so maybe okay I didn't know if it was something where you know you you didn't really have that person Mm -hmm. to look up to to be like well they can do it so I can do it type of mentality you know yeah I wouldn't yeah I wouldn't say it was rare by any means yeah Uh, but what is probably rare was doing two sports I mean and being as good as you are like how did you how did you go about going in that freshman year, you know, your first year at Co. first off, it's COVID, you know, was there ever a thought where maybe this wasn't going to work out? So my freshman year was 2019 fall. So COVID hadn't happened yet. And, you know, we had talked about it because there was actually a girl, um, Maddie Miller, who had just graduated that spring who played volleyball and softball. Yeah. So that was kind of nice. Cause I just took like, it's the same name, Maddie. Like I'm just going right back in her footsteps. (laughs) So they kind of had like it all set up and they're like, they were both really respectful of like each other and each other's season. Like, so for softball, I only do hitting groups. Obviously I don't hit off the machine. (laughs) And then, um, like I only do hitting groups and like, if they have like a big family event, like on Sundays for like the softball practice, like I'll go in the press box and watch. Like I won't. And then in the spring, um, I kind of just focus like solely on softball because there's so much going on. We got lift groups, we got hitting groups, we got practice. And then we have like, there's, it's not as easy with volleyball because like volleyball, it's just like we lift and we have practice like at the same time. So it's a lot easier to like kind of manipulate my schedule, but no, they've been very good at like respecting each other and like respecting my time. And so, yeah. What about you in terms of trying to stay fresh in either sport? I mean, I'm sure there are people who are hitting while you're playing volleyball to, you know, do you ever, is that something that you can do or vice versa when you're playing softball? Can you get into the gym and, and do some volleyball drills? Um. 
I probably could, but I generally don't because again, softball season, that somehow something goes wrong for me, but no, it's kind of nice though, too, because I don't really have to do volleyball in the spring. And then like in the summer, that's when I can start my volleyball. So that's like when I'll do my off season volleyball. So it only kind of is like a little, um, stressful for softball because, you know, they're doing all this stuff, this off spring mm-hmm. or off season. And I just, I norm I just get in the cages and I just hit because they don't, I used to have shoulder problems, but so they didn't want me throwing during volleyball season because like it already hurt from swinging. So again, going back to like that, how I kind of merge them, mm-hmm. like merge sports and like take what I know from this sport into this one. So yeah, um, I, at first I thought it was going to be a little bit of an issue. I was like, oh, like I'm going to be so far behind, but you know, every year I seem to catch back up and it seems to be all right. So yeah. How long does it take you to catch up? You know, is there sort of an adjustment period from one sport to the other? Um, a little bit, but it's kind of nice because we get, um, before softball starts, we have that month break for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I kind of get to start with everyone else a little yeah. bit. Cause like they're, they're like, they're taking their rest too, because like, just because it's off season and it's still really hard work. So they're taking their rest too. So it's like, we kind of start back again at the same pace. Cause like, everyone's like, oh, like I forgot how to do that drill. And I'm like, oh, me too. But I have no <laughs> idea. But that, that's always the hardest thing for me is like, when we're in practice and like Jake wants me to be like an upperclassman and like lead them. And I'm like, Jake, I don't know these drills. I don't know what you're telling me to do right now. I have no idea what that is. And he's like, what do you mean? It's this. I'm like, Jake, haven't been here for like a year. And he goes, oh. So he always makes it funny. He's like, he was freshman in person over there. And I'm like, I'm going over there. Freshman like, in person. <laughs> yeah, because he's teaching these new drills. And I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know and mess the drill for everybody else because I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. But no, other than that, like, you know, coaches obviously know, like I haven't been there for a while. And so it usually works out pretty well. Yeah. They're very in tune with it too. So that helps. Yeah. So you, you pick it up fairly quickly again. It's not something that you know, like you're still rusty a month into the season or something? Um, Hopefully. I like to think of it that way. <laughs> um, You know, when you started doing both sports, um, was it a struggle to be able to find your balance and find what worked best for you? Like, I know we talked, you said that Maddie Miller did it, but that's, you're not Maddie Miller, you know? Mm-hmm. So was there an adjustment period for just you to be able to do both? Yeah, a little bit because it was hard. Um, again, like I had that thought of like, oh, I'm going to fall behind. Like, so then, but so I was worrying about softball during volleyball season and it's just, it was a little bit, but then again, I was like, well, I do this all the time. Like, this is what I've done my entire life for high school. Like you don't play any softball in the winter, like you'll be okay. And so I feel like once I actually realized that and then like after softball had started, like the first like month, I was like, okay, now I got this lockdown. But then of course that next year they're in the same season. So that kind of went out the window, but no, it's for sure improved. Mm-hmm. And so when, when you hear that people, you hear the chatter about, oh, hey, you know, we should probably start specializing in a sport, you know, what do you, what do you think about that? 
Um, I don't know. I like, I can understand why some kids do it, but I feel like you're just like, to me, it'd be like, it works for some people and that's great. So I'm not trying to like diminish that, but I don't know. I feel like you're just missing out on so many other like opportunities and like different friend groups and working in different settings because um like for me like I was when I played basketball again um you know that was the sport where I was like not the leader I was not the one that you were gonna look to for help because I had no idea what was going on like it just didn't come natural to me at all so it was kind of nice to be able to be in all those different positions um because then you know how to handle it mm -hmm. I guess for me because like I wasn't like you know volleyball they're like give the ball to Maddie but for basketball I was like I don't want this thing like someone like you guys can do it. I don't want it. Mm -hmm. So it was it's like eye opening and it's just nice to know like how everyone else feels within your teams. Um, because then you can understand them better, I think. And I feel like it helps you just be able to build character because you're not always going to be the top kid. You're not always going to be the one that people look at. So I don't know. I feel like it's just. It'll like build you up, I guess, if that makes sense being able to play a bunch of different sports, whether it's team sports or individual sports. Yeah. You know, it makes sense in the fact that like you were the person in volleyball and, and probably softball, you know, but in basketball, you, you may have been assumed to be, but deep down you were like, no, uh, -uh. and mm -hmm. so you have to build yourself up to become that person. And it sounds like you did. Um, I want to ask you real quick about, being going from high school to college you were high school you were all state you know you were you were maddie parson like people knew you and then you got to college now all of a sudden you sort of get knocked back down the ladder how'd you how'd you sort of handle that not being big big woman on campus per se um you know i had to do it in high school so like i knew the steps and it's like i was just like my goal wasn't to be like the most well-known person. It wasn't to have all these individual awards and all that, but it was just like, you know, like I said, even when I was looking for colleges, I was like, I want to go to a place obviously where like, I'm going to have an opportunity to play, but I'm still going to be challenged and my team's still going to be good. So I think I would, I remember like all of us, like we were really nervous like, I was always nervous. I was like, oh, like, these upperclassmen, like, they're going to be good. Like, I'm going to have to work my ass off. Oh, sorry. I'm going to have to work really hard. And um, we always talk about that. Like, I can't believe, like, how nervous we were as freshmen. But I think I think it helps probably because it, I, I don't want to say humbled because, I again, we weren't, like, cocky. But, like, I think it kind of humbles you, like, back down to, like, hey, you got to do it all over again. Like, you got to start at the bottom and work your way up. And obviously, we've done that. Um, everyone has done that pretty well within both teams. Yeah. And you had to do that in two sports, you know, where you had to, you went back down, not only in volleyball, but softball, you need to work your way back up and softball can be tough because you can go in slumps, you know, how, how'd you kind of handle that when you maybe weren't performing where you thought you should be, you know, I think was that maybe any point in time where you were like, man, maybe softball is not for me because look at how bad I'm doing right now. Maybe if I wasn't playing volleyball and spending more time in the cage, I'd be having a better season. I don't 
really think so. I don't think like like slumps obviously suck. Everyone has them and all the time. But again, like my dad always worked with me like on the mental side of it and was like, um, like he always preached like you can only control the things that you can control. He's like, don't you can't control if you had like you know stuff like I don't know just like anything really besides like you and how you react, like your response to things and all that stuff. So. I feel like that probably helped because I, it was never like I shut down completely. Like it would, it probably sucked, but, um, well, it obviously does suck when you go in a slump, but it never like made me think like, I'm not good enough. It's like, these things happen. You got to work to get back out and like, it'll happen like when it needs to happen basically, but like you still got to put in work to do it. Have you ever surprised yourself at all? Like, have you been able to sit down and look back at what you've accomplished to this point and be like, wow, I'm, you know, and pat yourself on the back, like, wow, I've done pretty well. Like this is, this has been kind of a crazy ride. Um, yeah, but I feel like, uh, most of that comes to like, like, I can't do it without like my teammates. Cause like, I can't be good in volleyball if we can't pass the ball or set the ball. And like, I can't be good in softball if you know my teammate like you're not going to be recognized as an individual if your teammates aren't helping you and like doing something for that so I think that's kind of more what I look back on instead of like oh like I did like I got this and I got that but then again like when you think about like the rings like those are team rings Mm -hmm. like I feel like that's kind of what I look back on like especially because most of these girls I've been playing for on the softball team at co I've been playing with forever like I was playing with them in high school on travel and like other sports too for travel. Um, so that's just kind of crazy thinking like we went from playing travel ball in like 14U to last year we went to the freaking World Series. Like that's more crazy to me than anything I could do individually. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, yes, that, you know, obviously, you know, the team comes first, you know, and and everything's done as a team and, especially with in a team sport like volleyball and, and softball. But have you, like, can you look back and see what you've accomplished and be proud of being able to do something that, you know, like we talked about before, 2% or so, whatever, plays a sport at the any level. But, like, what, half a percent maybe plays two sports? I mean, you're a part of an, you know, an elite company there. Have you been able to just sort of, look back and be like wow good job Maddie Parson (laughs) oh shoot um I mean a little bit probably yeah but I feel like to me though too like looking back on it like everyone they didn't expect me to do this but like they were like you can like it was no question to them like like you can do it like you'll be fine Mm -hmm. like so many people around me were like yeah like you're like it makes sense for you to do that like that's yeah and so it's it's not like surprising I guess and it's not like it like obviously is for like all the individual awards and like all that like that's always you know a great honor but you know everyone around me was just like like they made it make sense for me and so but yeah you know sometimes you like you look back at like an old picture of you and you're like do you know what you're gonna do like no you don't but yeah. Yeah. I was, <laughs> that's yeah. That's an, 
interesting. That's a funny perspective. Uh, not a funny perspective, but the perspective of everyone else made it seem like you were going to do it. And it was just something that was just going to happen. And so it's almost like it was normalized for you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that comes from, you know, again, like my parents always like, like it was never like a thing for them to be like, you're going to do this sport more than the other sports. It was just like, you're going to do these sports and you're going to work hard at it. And like, you know, like I said, like the like controllable part of it, they're like, you're going to do what you can um, all the time in all of these sports, no matter what it is. And I feel like that's obviously translated not only to collegiate athletics, but like to my life in general, which is very nice. So. Yeah. Um, so talking now let's talk a little bit about the future, you know, um, what, what does the future hold for Maddie Parson? I mean, is coaching something that you're looking to get into or, or, you know, first off, what's your major, I should ask. So my major is business with a sports management concentration. Um, I actually uh, got asked to go over to Italy for like a school year and get my master's in sports management and play volleyball. Really? Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. They messaged me last year, but I was like, Hey, like I'm going to take my fifth year. Will this still stand afterwards? And they're like, yep. And, um, I found someone back from my hometown area who actually did it. So I've been talking to her about it and someone from Clinton did the same thing. Some like the area, I think she went, I'm not sure, but I knew she was from the area. She might be on like the Illinois side, like Morrison, Fulton. Mm-hmm. but yeah, I went to like the, it's called Rome Institute. And I went to their page and I saw her and I was like, I know her from somewhere. And I looked at it. And so, yeah, I've been in contact with her recently. And um, yeah, I don't, I would like told my dad and my mom about it. And I was like, to be honest, I was like, I don't know if this is a scam. So like, mm-hmm. let me figure that out first. And then, like, I'll get back to you guys. But, you know, then I had people, I'd go home and I'd be like, oh, I heard you're going to Italy. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you guys Thanks that. I was like, jeepers. And they're like, well, it's just so exciting. And I was like, I mean, I get that, but I'm doing it. Not you. Like, yeah, <laughs> let me do it. But no, it's fine. But, yeah. And then, you know, after that, um, I know, I think I do want to coach. Uh. I'm not sure what level though, mm-hmm. but um, I'll probably wait a little bit because uh, for me, like I've had sports my entire life. Um, it's always been very prominent mm-hmm. and not that I want to like get away from it completely and be done with it, but I think I do want to take a break from it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's like kind of like the only thing I've ever known and struggling with trying to figure out who I am going to be like after athletics um so I feel like not being involved with the sport would really help me like actually figure out like what I like to do outside of school and sports because again like that's all I've ever done since I was in stinking kindergarten well let me ask you what what do you do to get away from the sports you know when times are stressful and volleyball and softball and work uh, Mm -hmm. for you just be like I just need a break. This is what I do. Um, well, like during the school year, it's a little bit harder to find things. Cause again, I usually probably only get like Sundays off, mm-hmm. like a random weekday off from practice, but I still have class. 
But um, I don't know. I mean, for some reason, this past softball season, we got really big into like bracelet making. I don't know. And like now everyone's doing it for the Taylor Swift concert, but <laughs> no, I honestly, like I honestly just did that this past Sunday. I made like a couple and I was just like, kind of like numbs your mind. Cause you're trying to get these stupid little beads on this <laughs> string. Like you just can't think about anything else, but so there's that. But then like in the summer, um, my family's always been like a big river, uh, like river rats or whatever, I guess. Like um, so I like to go on like my dad and my dad's boat, my brother's boat, like just going out on the river, just going for a ride. And then, uh, one of my favorite things is my, we used to have a place up in Prairie du Chien, Wisconsin. I like a, it was like a, what is it? A permanent camper basically. Yep. And then they got rid of it. But then my dad and my stepmom just, uh, got another one. So that was really nice to be able to go back up there. Like we just went up there for a week and did nothing. And it was awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's but, that's where I'm from. So like Monona is just across the bridge, really. So there's that big blue bridge, or maybe it's not blue anymore. But yeah, I'm basically just across the river. My um, grandpa used to have a a permanent camper over in Prairie du Chien. So yeah, um, uh, yeah. So you're that's that can be tough, you know, being in sports your whole life, and and now it's coming to an end, sadly, but um, it's also exciting. Like you said, you, you kind of get to go out and find out what you like to do besides sports all the time. So it can, it can be an exciting time. You mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And like, even now, like thinking about going to Italy, there's like, I've had like every so often, I'm like, like, I don't know, man, I kind of just, I'm ready to, everyone's always like, Oh, like you don't want to grow up. And it's like, no, but like, I'm ready to like transition mm -hmm. like out of the student athlete and like being young and like not that I like am really wanting to like get a job but <laughs> but just like transitioning like to like you know out of like more so to like an actual like I don't want to say like adult but like figuring like actual life out mm -hmm. and not being so consumed by sports but so yeah it'll be difficult but figure it out yeah yeah I mean um I've talked to some athletes who didn't take their extra COVID year you know and they were ready to just move on like I'm ready you know wrestling has been my identity my whole life I'm just ready to do something else you know and so it sounds like you're wavering on that a little bit where you you've been Maddie Parson the volleyball and softball stud and it's like you know maybe I want to be thought of as something else or maybe I want to see a different identity or you know and and if you go that route great if you go the volleyball route in Rome I'm sure you'll be successful in, in either route you go but yeah it's it's a tough question yeah you know? and like even thinking about that it's like when people like ask like oh like do you know Maddie Parson and like I don't I don't want their like first thing that they say about me like oh yeah like she plays like she plays this this and this and it's like like, th like there's more to me than that but like granted I know why they say it but it's like not, you know I'm getting to granted I'm only like 22 about to be 23 but it's like I don't want to have people saying that when I'm 30 like oh yeah like she played this this and it's like okay well there's more <laughs> yeah like what oh I don't know I don't know yet not yet okay so that's TBD yeah it's to be determined 
um i want to ask you a couple personal questions here real quick before i let you go um why do you why do you wear number two is there a reason behind number two so my dad i don't know why he never really gives me an answer but like he's got deuce and two tattooed right here um my sister was two and then it just so happened my mom was obsessed with Jer Derek jeter mm -hmm. so it just kind of came in and now like I will, I will fight you for the numbers. Really? Close. It's close. Have you ever gotten close to, you know, Hey, like even when you're a freshman or, you know, an underclassman, I mean, it wasn't an, wasn't an issue. No, no one really wanted it. Cause well, one thing when I was looking too is my mom was like, Oh, at co two, Maddie, guess what? Both their number twos are graduating. And I was like, cool. <laughs> like that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I like, I don't know. Everyone says it fits my personality too. So I don't, I, which I don't know if it's a compliment or not, but mm -hmm. I'll just, I don't know. It's just always worked out for the most part. So yeah. Um, I had to number four for a little bit for basketball and volleyball, but then we got new jerseys and I was like, that's mine. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, we know. So I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I bet it was kind of weird to wear number four. Were you number two even when you were like growing up in little league and yeah yeah mm-hmm yep I don't know I I didn't really choose it at first but then like after a while I was like yeah that's a pretty sick number um I also read that your favorite place at Co is the training room oh why, yeah why is that your favorite spot on campus well um obviously uh I used to spend a lot of time in there um <laughs> unfortunately yeah. <laughs> but all the trainers so obviously I've had like I've grown really close to all the trainers and um you know I know I can text any of them they've helped me through a lot obviously like physically and mentally um all of them have so uh yeah I don't know I don't really go anywhere else on campus do you just go there and hang out too sometimes you just like Oh yeah, I did today. Right before yeah. my test. I had a test at 10 a.m. I went in there to do like a little bit of treatment because um last night we had a game and it's the first time I actually played front row because I had been the libero for like the past month. And so it was the first time I played. So I was like, hey, I'm coming in. So I was just in there and like our, uh, one of our trainers, she brought her dog in who she always brings in. And yeah, so I was sitting there getting, I hooked myself up to this crap and I just did it on my own and no one asked me any questions because they figured and like the dog came up and she sat right next to me and then I was studying for my test oh yeah I just walk in there all the time whenever I walk by and I just sit there yeah but yeah um is it an issue to have a nose a nose ring while you play the sports I didn't know if like so, so you can wear anything okay. like we all wear again like we all made bracelets so we were all wearing bracelets um I usually wear a ring or two. I know a few others do. Oh, I always have, uh, I'm not wearing my two chain, but I got a two chain. Two chain. Then, oh yeah. And then, um, uh, so like you can wear anything like hoops, but in volleyball, it can't be anything from the chin down. So like, no necklaces, no bracelets, uh, no rings, and then no hoops. So like your earrings have to be like studs. And then, like, I obviously have to take, like, my nose ring out, but I'll just put in, instead of a ring, I'll put in the stud. Gotcha. And that's 
that just got changed last year too. It used to be no jewelry. Really? Mm -hmm. For volleyball. But they changed it this year. So or last year, I believe they changed it. So gotcha. it's not too big of an issue. Um, but it is something I have to think about because I'm like, I gotta bring all this crap now because I can't wear this. Yeah. Yeah, that's something, you know, like in wrestling, it's pretty pretty cut and dry sport. I mean, you don't wear really anything other than just yeah. your head gear. <laughs> so yeah. it's not really an issue. Mm -hmm. um, and then lastly, I also read that um, you have a freckle in your right eye. Mm -hmm. Is it still, like, is it there? Can you see it at all? So it's like in like the, I don't even know if you could see it now. It's like in yeah. this. Oh my gosh, it's in the, it's like in the pupil. It's like, yeah, so it doesn't affect my vision at all. It's actually just in like the color of my eye. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. And I've always had it, which is lovely because I can use it for an icebreaker every time I have to introduce myself somewhere. What <laughs> cool fun fact about yourself. And I'm like, guess what? Um, that's funny. So I had a friend growing up, and he's still my friend to this day, but um he had a, a freckle um on the in like the white part of his eye. And he actually um had it looked at to see if it was cancerous, which it wasn't. But I mean, I didn't know if you ever had that issue. Like, did they ever do a biopsy or anything on it? Like, is did you ever have it looked at it, or is it just a normal freckle? Yeah, no. Obviously, I have glasses and contacts, so I go to the eye doctor quite often, and I've been going to the same guy forever. Obviously, small town, it's gonna happen. Yeah. And he always he calls me by the actual name of it, but I one I don't know how to pronounce it, and two I can never remember it. So like I'll come in and he'll like call me the name and I'm like, yep, like that's me. <laughs> and he always just talks about it and like how it's so cool. So I mean, I'm assuming it's like fine. Yeah. He hasn't said anything about it. He loves it. So that's good. Yeah. Is, yeah. There, <laughs> is there any other icebreaker you could use? Or is that is that just that's your go-to? Do you have anything else that oh yeah, I have one more, but it that's it. It's um so my dad's name is Matthew and my mom's name is Diana. Exactly. So when they figured out that they wanted to name me Maddie, they took, they spelled it um, specifically M-A-D-I because it's the M-A for Matt and then the D-I from Diana. Oh, really? So they just combined their two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But your actual name, is it, it's Madeline though, right? Mm -hmm. They didn't like Madison because, I don't know, they just didn't. So they went with Madeline and then... I don't know who came up with the spelling of it, but I haven't met too many other people who spell it. It's still M-A-D-I and then L-Y-N-N. But there's always someone like, which is so like, I can't believe how many different spellings there are of it, but like, there's always like one N missing. And then mm -hmm. sometimes people add an S onto Parsons and I'm always like, hey, there's only one of me. I'm not plural. <laughs> <laughs> but, yep. You ever go by Lynn? No, for some reason, I don't know who started this, but I, I've been called it forever and it's Lou, L-O-U. Okay. And I don't know, I don't know where it came from, but like my dad for my birthday, he got me license plates for my car and it says Lou too on it. So, but you know, it was always fine until I realized that like the Lou is also another name for the toilet. So I was like, ah, but it still works when they, but only like my family really calls me that. No one else really don't really have a lot of other nicknames. Yeah. Yeah. You probably don't want to tell people 
in Rome, maybe that they call yeah. you Lou. But, <laughs> I, I think they, might, they might call it the Lou in Rome. I don't know. I don't know. I have had some friends who have been trying to teach me how to speak it, and I'm like, you don't even know what you're saying. And they're like, no. They're like, it's just, it's basically Spanish. And I was like, I'm not about to go over there and offend somebody because I'm going to say what you're saying to me. I was like, I will learn it when I get over there. Oh, that's exciting. A lot of, a lot of exciting stuff ahead for you. And it, I wish you all the best. It's going to be one final rot, wild ride. And, mm -hmm. and, then, and who knows? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I appreciate you doing this, you know, obviously your busy schedule, you know, but um, I just thought you'd be a great person to come on and share your experience with and know you're not a wrestler, but, you know, um, we know that athletics kind of can merge into all, you know, so I think you brought some good insight and I think people are going to really enjoy what you have to say. Well, thanks for having me. This was fun. Hey, darling, sleeping on the black top. Hey, darling, running through the trees, honey. Hey, darling, leaving for the next time. Less of my sense catches up with me. For listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Special thanks to my guest Madeline Parson for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. And also check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and my Facebook page to hear more of my content. And don't forget to check out my website at Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast.my.canva.site. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Take care. See you next time. Even for the next time, less of my sense catches up with me. Less of my sense catches up with me.